0: Hello, everyone,
1: and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon. I'm a retired NYPD 27-year veteran sergeant, detective sergeant from Manhattan North Homicide Squad, and this is Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. If you're not subscribed to us, please go to our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, and give us a thumbs up. This evening uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to take another deep dive into the... Uh, Gabby Petito case. But when we do it tonight, besides having my co-host Phil Grimaldi on, we're going to have a uh, judge, um, Patricia, Patricia DeMango from the television show, Hot Bench. And Hot Bench is a seven weekdays uh, show and it's a national syndication. So just check your local uh, listings, but uh, judge uh, Patricia Mang- uh, DeMango of course, is a real Supreme Court justice. Uh, she was on the bench for several years. And of course, to be a judge, you must have a law degree. And she's going to bring some amazing insight into this case. I spoke to her to her on the phone about this case. She was really excited about uh, coming on. There is um, a picture of Judge Domingo with her two other co-judges on the television show Uh, Hot Bench, which is a nationally syndicated show. But Judge Domango has a great deal of knowledge uh, with the law and um, for this case has caught everyone's attention, not just nationally, but internationally. We can see in the chat, we have people from Australia, uh, from Ireland, from England, from all over the country, because this case, um, Gabby Petito has just grabbed the hearts of everyone in this country and the horror that occurred to her. And we want to take a, a dive into this case in regards to a lot of things are legally are still uh, people are asking questions. Why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? Why can't the uh, FBI do an eavesdropping warrant in in the home of uh, Brian Laundrie's parents? Why can't they tap the phones? Why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? Tonight, uh, Judge DiMango is going to definitely attempt to answer some of those legal questions, if she knows the answer. Look, a lot of those legal questions uh, can sometimes even go to the Supreme Court and for them to make a decision on certain things. But what we do know uh, at this point is Sunday, uh, this past Sunday, uh, Gabby Petito's family had a service for, for her out on Holbrook, Long Island. That's where she's from. She's from Blue Point. Uh, it was attended by thousands of people, and we all have uh, Gabby Petito in our hearts. But what what this case has done also, it has made a lot of people, myself included, mad at the criminal justice system and how uh, Brian Laundrie can just escape from under the nose of law enforcement. And a lot of us are really upset about this and. You know, of course, we all have questions, and we all want our questions answered. But hopefully tonight we'll take a deeper dive into this, and we will get some of our questions answered. for example, what is the evidence in this case? do they when they do um, grab Brian laundry, we know he has an arrest warrant for uh, unlawful use of an access device, which simply is a debit card that did not belong to him. It belonged to Gabby. And he charged over $1,000 on that card after uh, it's believed that Gabby is deceased. Another thing that's never been answered, and everyone is anxious to know this, and I think that the FBI is keeping it close to the vest, is what was the cause of Gabby's death? What was the cause and what was the time as close to approximation of the time and date that she uh, that she was murdered we know that this case was um we know that this case was already ruled a homicide and I spoke about that on another show um, that a homicide simply means death caused by another uh and I just get into it that potentially a homicide can be non-criminal and I use the example of Say a police officer is making an arrest, and he puts his knee in the back of a perpetrator, and the suspect, his chest cannot expand, so he dies of something called restraint asphyxia. Is is can that be ruled a homicide? Absolutely, the officer causes death. However, is it criminal? Uh, probably not. I don't think there was any intent by the officer to cause the person's death by putting his um, Putting his knee in that person's back. So we have a lot of uh issues we're gonna to discuss tonight. Uh everyone's, of course, Judge Um Patricia DeMango, very beautiful. And someone just commented on that. Here's her in, in her judge robes. And um I think we're all looking forward to her um her take on, on what occurred. What occurred here, because I don't think she's spoken about it um since this occurred, but she's a very Knowledgeable person, of course she's a judge, and it's going to be super, super interesting for for her to hear what she has to say. I can't say enough about uh Kyle and Jen Bethune. I just think they're amazing people when you um think about what occurred to them. I think over ten years ago, they lost their seven year-old son in a vehicle accident, and they've come back from that, and they have three other children and they've thrived. And to make a long story short, they're the ones that deserve all the credit for, in essence, finding Gabby Petito uh, where she was laying uh, deceased because they were the ones that spotted the van. And that old adage in New York City, if you see something, say something. Well, they did see something and they did say something. And they're an amazing couple. And I just want to play. A little bit of um, of the video, and I'm sure you've seen this a bunch of times, uh, almost ad nauseum. We've seen this, but I think it's an important um, it's an important video to show because, as I said, these people are the most important people, in my view, in this case so far, in regards to the public reporting things based on on what they saw. So we're gonna put this to the we're gonna add this to the stream.
0: And we came across a white van that had Florida plates, a small white van. We were going to stop and say hi because we're from Florida too, but the van was completely dark. There was nobody there. So we decided to continue on our way. Yeah, the van looked like it was pretty much uh, kind of abandoned. We figured maybe they were out hiking or they were just chilling inside. There was no doors open. You know, it was just... um, just kind of, you know, neat to see a Florida plate, you know, on the other side of the country is not something you see all the time. But we wanted to include this in the video just in any way that we can help and get this out there to be able to find Gabby. So if you could share it, if you know anything, um, please don't hesitate. Yeah, we're as we're coming up on it, we're approaching it up here on the left hand side. This is most definitely Gabby Petito's board transit van. It's kind of wild like it's seen a little bit cuz we drove past. We actually weren't able to find any sites and we ended up driving back through solid again, but here it is on the left. So, and I slowed it down so you can possibly see it a little bit better.
1: You know if you notice also uh, which they had been seen in the earliest stop on uh, August 12th when they were stopped by the Moab police that hat on the dashboard. That irrefutably, uh, you know, just from seeing that besides the license plate, the ladder on the back, and in fact that this is the van, that that is a piece of uh, visual evidence that lets us all know that, yes, this is in fact the van. Uh,
0: Kind of freaky for a late Saturday evening, (laughs) but we just kind of had a brain fart. Oh, my God, there's that van. So if you get anybody can help, I know the FBI is looking for all the help they can get on the case.
1: You know, folks, one of the things they also did, which was so admirable, is there's so much hype in this case, and there's so much. Oh, if you have any uh, tips, call this TV show, call that. No, call the police, call the FBI. Give it right to the horse's mouth, get it right to where it belongs. Look, some folks out there, John Walsh, he has an amazing show. He has a great history of catching a lot of fugitives. But you know something? Give the FBI the call first. They're the professionals. They're the police. They're the ones that are going to get right on this. So as I said, if you see something, say something. Get it right to the police. Don't go to John Walsh. And as I said, he's done tremendous work in his career on television. He's uh, uh, caught over 1,400 fugitives. They found hundreds and hundreds of kids. So I kudos to John Walsh. However, the professionals out there are the police and the FBI. So while, while you could be wasting your time calling one of these TV shows, if you call it right to the FBI and you see something, they can get right on it. They can go out, for example, if it's a tip on Brian Laundry, they can get right out there and apprehend him. So don't waste any time. If you see something, as they say, say something and get it to the proper authorities. That's the most important thing. All right. You know, just some of these pictures that we've seen, it's it, it sort of... Uh, built into our brains. And this was the picture. And it was very touching on the night that they found uh, Gabby Petito's body who was the lead agent from the FBI. And when you talk about the humanity of law enforcement, he was visibly and emotionally shaken having to do this press conference. That's how uh, invested he was in in Gabby Petito and her family and and doing the right thing. And it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's extremely heartbreaking. But, and then we've seen all these other photos of her, that picture seems like it's uh, just in our minds right now, of, uh, sort of an infamous picture. Um, and you know, some of the things we'll, we'll, we discussed too, I mean, that, that that car stop has become, you know, really an, an, an area of argument. And I think the police from Moab are taking sort of a beating on this. Did they do the right thing um, that cost up? Should they have arrested someone? If they did, if they, if they had arrested someone, if say they had uh, taken a cross complaint and they arrested Brian and Gabby because it would too difficult to determine who the primary aggressor was, they would have been spent the night, say, in jail, and they would have been out the next day. Would this, would an arrest have prevented what ultimately happened? We believe on the twenty seventh uh, of August. Do you think that would have prevented it? I mean, that's a you know that's a, a woulda coulda shoulda. That's a total Monday morning quarterback thing, and I don't know um, if it would have. Because look, that hap- That occurred. They were stopped by the Moab police on August 12th, and we believe that the murder occurred on August 27th. So that's 15 days from that incident. Uh, Retired Sergeant Melinda, yes, I'm so tired of Dwayne and here to promote his new TV thing. Oh, you're talking about dog. Yeah, Uh, his new TV. knows nothing of the case. It all came from his mouth. Everyone bashing law enforcement, FBI, and I've been deleting so many channels because of it. You go get him, Sergeant Melinda, because you're the real deal. You served your country, and you you know what time it is. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is this a lot of people are putting their two, two cents in about this case, whether they know anything about law enforcement, whether they know anything about investigation, whether they know anything about evidence. Everyone seems to be an expert on YouTube, you know, and you can see who the real deal people are, uh, like my friend, Duty Ron. By the way, Duty Run. I know a lot of you guys are subscribers to Duty Run. Duty Run had a um, a video on the Gabby Petito case with Barbara Butcher and Ed Wallace, and it went over 1.1 million views. And it was it was only shot like four or five days ago, and as a result, I believe Duty Run is at 93 or 94 thousand subscribers. So congratulations, Duty Run. There's not a more deserving guy on YouTube than you. You're ethical. uh, You know what you're talking about. And you do a fantastic job. Your show, uh, Crime Time with Duty Run, is uh, is very entertaining. And I just want a little plug for you. He's helped me more than anyone on YouTube to get to where I am right now. And I take my hat hat off to Duty Run. Thank you so much. So again, tonight, we are having on our show... The great judge from, here's a little flyer here, uh, from the TV show Hot Bench, Judge Patricia Domingo. And again, Hot Bench is seen weekdays, and it's on national syndication. Check your local listings for where it is. There's our flyer for tonight's show. Uh, uh, It'll be live on YouTube and Facebook Live. In this case, as you know, the homicide of Gabby Petito has gone an international interest, not just national, international. So retired NYPD detective Phil Grimaldi straight out of Brooklyn and retired Sergeant Bill Cannon will break down the hunt for Brian Laundry with Judge Pat Domingo from the TV show Hot Bench. So, folks, I really implore you to uh, to listen tonight. Um, Chick Eastwater, dog bounty hunter stiffing out dirty laundry. You know, I, I mean, look, I Dog has a history of catching some uh, high-profile fugitives. I don't want I don't, I to speak bad about him, but I just want to also say that, you know, before you call Dog, call the FBI, all right? Call the real police first before we start calling these TV. Uh, these, he's actually a Bond guy. He's uh, a Bond billsman. That's what he, and I don't think there's any Bond in this case. Yes, he's wanted. He's never been to court. He's wanted for that. Uh, access device crime from Wyoming that the FBI put a, an arrest warrant on him. Um, Shannon, Georgia peach. So great to see you here again. You're part. I see the green font. You're part of the uh, YouTube police off the cuff family. Thank you so much for becoming part of our family. Uh, Justice for Gabby. Absolutely. Stace on the case. Thank you so much. Shall. Uh, Shalma Tanje, I don't know if I pronounce that from Dominica. Wow, you're in you're in an area of uh, for sure beautiful weather. Uh, Tony Violente, you know when the cops shouldn't really get a lot of crap on that because I guarantee you it's bothering them that Gabby uh, was found the way she was found. Absolutely, but uh, when we go back to the um, Kyle and Jean Bethune, they're they're outstanding work and having those um, GoPro cameras on the front of their dashboard and then noticing later on I believe they watched the footage from it that that's the van that's Gabby Petito's van and that information given to the FBI was able to give them an area a geographic area to search which then they were able to recover the body of Gabby Petito less than 250 yards from that van so a lot of um, a lot of great work, and you know, ultimately, the apprehension of Brian Laundry is going to happen from a phone call, from you all. I'll use a southern term, from you all out there, because you're going to call in, and that's going to be the phone call that apprehends Brian Laundry. And why, while he's out there. The FBI and the local police, they're building a homicide case against him. They're building a murder case. And I've you heard me on this um, show talk about circumstantial evidence. And that's probably what most of the evidence is gonna be is gonna be circumstantial. However, there's gonna be also some physical evidence. Absolutely. Look, what what are the chances that when Brian drove home to Florida? on September 1st that he and his family didn't clean out that van, scrub it clean of all evidence, get rid of, uh, incriminating evidence from that van. I think there's a, almost a hundred percent chance of that. And then hopefully they have some electronic evidence, uh, phone calls, computer evidence, laptops, all of those things. But you know, when you listen to the, a lot of the things on YouTube, there's a lot of extremely false information and if you jumped to everything that's on the internet uh you, you you wouldn't know what the hell was going on because most of it's false and so you got to vet the information you receive and you got to hope that uh you know you're following the correct information and um th- that the, obviously the 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 arbiter's princess mitch so glad to see you back uh I know that you weren't in the chat for a while. I'm happy to uh, see that you are back. We figured something out that got you back in. Great to see you um be free. yay, Phil love Phil's passion. Phil's a great detective. He's got a lot of passion. He's straight out of Brooklyn. I love that too. uh Phil' oh, Phil will be Phil will be on tonight. I just wanted to do a promotional so you know that uh who we have on coming on tonight that we have Judge Patricia Domingo from the television show Hot Bench. So I didn't want to bother Phil. Phil's a busy guy. Uh, Boxing MMA 365. Yes, exactly. Any information, you see something, say something. You see someone who you think looks like Brian Laundry, call the police. All right? Don't call the, these TV shows. Call the FBI. Call your local police. They can get there a lot faster than having to wait for the TV show to give them uh, the information. Look, there's thousands of tips. I, you know, I, I worked in Manhattan North Homicide Squad and in the same building, 3280 Broadway on 133rd Street in Manhattan was Manhattan Special Victims. And Manhattan Special Victims was looking um, for a guy named Stephen Peppuccino. He was wanted for an attempted murder rape and they featured the show on America's Most Wanted on a Saturday night Sunday morning, the phone was ringing off the hook with people that had seen this guy. And no one from Special Victims was working. So all the calls from the uh, Special Victims office were coming into homicide. So I got on the phone and they said, he's in a bar in Queens right now. So knowing that the police in Queens could get there a hell of a lot quicker than we could, I called the detective squad that covered the area that The bar was located. And it was turned out it was right down the block. The detectives went into the bar, and Stephen Peppuccino was sitting at the bar drinking, and they missed him. I I don't know how they missed him, but they missed him. In the meantime, we were heading, we saddled up our horses and we headed to Queens. And we got there and we went into the bar where Stephen Peppuccino was seen. And we reasoned that he was a big drinker, that he just left this bar and he was going to go to another bar. So we started canvassing the bars in the area second window we looked in there he was sitting at the bar i couldn't tell you the feeling of elation i got to see one of america's most wanted who was wanted for an attempted murder rape sitting at that bar and he he had left word out with his family that let the police know i'm not going to be taken alive i'm not going back to the uh, i'm not going back to state prison so six of us burst through the door with nine millimeters pointed at his fat head. We put him on the ground, cuffed him, and all his braggadocio was just that when we brought him in. And I think he, he actually pled guilty and no one wants to plead guilty uh, in prison to being a rapist, but he did. Cause it was either take 27 to life or take life without parole. So I believe he took 27 to life. So there's a, a success story on America's Most Wanted. So John Walsh does do some great work. But as I said, if you see something, report it to the police. Don't report it to the TV show. Report it right to the police because that's the most important. Um, you know, Scotty McGibbon, his, his activity on his Instagram account, I think that's total fictitious. I think it's just someone hacked his Instagram account and they're, they're playing games. There's no way he's out in the woods. He's on a run. He's making Instagram posts. That's my feelings anyway. But see this, because this is such a media case. Uh, Hello, the lady is a tramp. Nice to see you. Uh, there's no way he's he's on the run and he's making Instagram posts. I mean, that would be the easiest way to catch him. It would be a, an electronic signal from that. There'd be an IP address and the law enforcement would have him in a couple of hours. So, that's total nonsensical, but uh, you know, because it's on YouTube, people think it's true. No, it, it's not true. It's it's definitely not true. Uh, Mojito JL, what do you think the evidence could be that was in the van? Keep up the awesome work. Love the channel and professional perspective. Thank you so much, Mojito JL. Look, in in the van, there had to at least be clothing. Um, there had to be DNA evidence in there, and I under, I saw the other day the FBI did go to his parents' home to collect more items of clothing to do a DNA match. You know, when when 9-11 occurred, there was thousands of, hundreds maybe let's say hundreds of unidentified people that still remain unidentified today. And the way that they would try to get some of these body parts, and some of them as small as a little piece of bone, And that's what was left for some families. And they would actually bury the little piece of bone to get closure. But the way they made matches was to ask the family to bring in hairbrushes, to bring in clothing, to bring in toothbrushes, so that they could collect DNA from that and try to make matches from the master database that um, the office of the chief medical examiner of New York City kept. And that's how they made lots of matches. So what they were asking... Uh, Brian Laundry's family was to give up maybe a toothbrush, a, a hairbrush, some of his clothing so that they could in fact, um, make a D make a DNA, uh, comparison. Cami Burchetta. I love hot bench. She's the best from state of new England. Is that correct? Or is that Nebraska? Um, Using a duty-run term, Isabel Florence, if they keep acting like jagaloons, they are creating evidence against him. Reasonable doubt is diminishing every day he stays out in hiding, not wise. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, search and rescue stays on the case. Search and rescue canine mama. I will literally try to limit myself, and it never works. Sheila, police off the cuff. If there was blood on the van, it was washed out. Couldn't it still be seen through luminal? Yes, if they, I would think that they would have processed the van with luminol. So if there was biological fluids, uh, that they'd be able to pull that up with the use of luminol, which is a chemical which makes it appear when they put it to a, uh, like a black light and they were able to see the evidence. And then, of course, process the evidence. Um, stays on the case, good luck. Uh Brian is out there. Absolutely, he's out there. Um, Darlene Voigt, if bounty hunters get the bad guy, it is okay with me. Look, we just want to see him apprehended. We want to see him incarcerated. and Well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. We want to see him stand trial. I mean, this seems like everyone its sort of a hang jury right there, but we want to see him stand trial because in this country, we believe that everyone is innocent until proven guilty. So he'll get his day in court. But first, he has to be apprehended. Uh, uh, Julia Lynn, 1111, La- uh, Landry's knucklehead attorney says, the parents did not help Brian escape. Don't believe that for a second. Well, most people don't. Uh, Sean Liggins, okay, I love you, Bill. Yes, sir. Oh, that's great. It's always great to be loved. It's much better to be loved than to be hated. That's for sure. Um, folks, again, if you're not subscribed to Police Off the Cuff, please go on our YouTube, hit the subscribe button, ring that bell, give us the thumbs up. Uh, if you want to support us, we have a Patreon. Uh, I can put the address up for the Patreon and uh, there it is up on the screen. Uh, we also now of course have a YouTube membership and we have four levels of that. The first one for 2 dollars is the bucket. The second one for $9.99 a month is Polish My Rack. The second one for $24.99 is Dipped in Butter, and the premier level of our YouTube membership is $49.99 a month, heated, dipped in butter, and if you go for $49.99, I'll explain to you what what that means, but we still like to have a lot of humor, even though most of the topics, of course, that we cover are very, very serious, but look. Police work. Some of the funniest people I ever met in my life were cops. And, uh, you know, we continue to have a good sense of humor. Um, let me go through the chat. Um, Lest we forget, UK here. I have followed this case from Gabby being missing and paid attention to detail. Came across another site a couple of days ago, and even the mods were making things up. It was disgusting. Yeah, you know, that is disgusting. Because, you know, this is a serious case. And, you know, something one of the things you got to hold yourself back from is jumping on false information because information, a lot of people in the chat all the time, try to act like they have breaking news during your show. And if you get caught falling for that, then, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. You know, it's not a good thing. Uh, Princess Mitch, I don't surf much on YouTube. I stick with those stating facts. Well, thank you so much, Princess Mitch. Uh, It's good to have you back. Uh, they want pure DNA, his alone, Jerry Chazin. Yes, well, they can get the DNA. They can lift the DNA from an article of clothing, a brush, a toothbrush. Uh, so that that's what they were looking to do when the FBI came to the house the other day. Um, so again, I'm just going reiterate, to uh, reiterate tonight. Um, I'm not going to stay on much longer. We have, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of legalese stuff in regards to this case, uh, the the murder of Gabby Petito. And we have Judge Patricia Domingo from the television show Hot Bench. And she asked, and her publicist asked, if uh, you'd please listen to their show, watch their show. It's on seven weekdays in national syndication and check your local listings for what channel it's on. And uh, that's Judge Patricia Domingo. So, folks, I, I think that I'm going to uh, I, I'm going to say goodbye now. I just wanted to uh, sort of promote tonight's show and hope that everyone's in the ch- that's in the chat right now will join us this evening. And if, again, if you're not subscribed to Police Off the Cuff, please do so. But I'm so looking forward to uh, doing this show tonight with Judge Patricia Domingo from the Hot Bench Show. And I hope that all you folks that are in the chat right now will join us this evening. So, without Any further ado, uh, I'm Bill Cannon uh, from Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. Have a safe day and hope to see you at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this evening. Good afternoon now. Thank you.